we're back with another episode of Backstage with the EDM Assassins. I'm Grant. I'm Nick. And that was yawning. <laughs> Thanks, um, It's been a while. <laughs> I was sick. I went. I uh. I went to network. I uh. Have you been up to anything? Mm, just work. Work. Very exciting stuff. Ruby and I are going to Andrew Bayer on Friday. You're going to see a trans show. Yeah, I haven't be been fun. to one since uh, since I saw them in the summer. And, yeah. Uh, Electric Adventure. Uh, we haven't. I haven't seen any trance since EDC. It's been a while. I mean, um, and uh, Armin Van Buren's album just came out recently. Oh, right. Yeah. I've been sharing music about his new book or new album. Uh, so I got I got some things to talk about. So I um over last week, yeah, this past week was it this past week? last week. Uh, I went to New York, as you know. This is why we didn't have a podcast last week. Cause I decided <laughs> to go to New York, and uh, I networked with people in the industry, quote unquote. So there's you know a lot of people who blog, artists non-artists labels just random people wasn't um, it for tommy boy no it was just an invite only event oh uh it was called uh, it was like a bingo i don't know why they called it bingo there was no bingo <laughs> um baywatch was there father dude uh choppa uh dunks was there with a special uh back-to-back with prince fox Wow. And I was just remembered I was supposed to get breakfast with Prince Fox the next morning, and I completely didn't even do that. Way to go. Yeah, I didn't wake up that early anyway. Um, so I realized I, I mean, it's probably weird to say on, on, on the podcast, I'm not a huge fan of the industry. How come? It's just, it reminds me of high school. Yeah, and like the like things. A- yeah. The things I didn't enjoy in high school. You know? Yeah. And uh, it just seems very clicky. Actually, I, I don't know if you notice it. It seems uh, on Twitter, you know, there's, there's the artist, which is nothing wrong with this. And I'm not really complaining, you know, being on the outside, especially because we're media and uh, people feel reluctant to talk to us because they're going to think we're going to blow something up, which I have no intention to do that ever. Um, but, uh, it's just weird because, uh, it just seems very clicky and being that I wasn't wearing black, I, th- I don't think I was, uh, <laughs> you didn't fit in. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't get what the black is, but it reminds uh, me of like, I think maybe it's, high I, school. I don't know, but like photographers are supposed to wear black. Well, I understand that they don't want to see, be like be a vibe yeah. to take away from if they're on stage or anything. Right, but, like, why do DJs care what they wear? I mean, wear? everybody was wearing black. That's weird, because, like, when we went and saw Thomas Jack at... Well, that's, like, the most uh, anti-black... No, I know, but he wore, like, the ruffled shirt and the pirate get-up. It was awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't get why you wouldn't be more vibrant. And, I don't know, that's just me. But it, it just seems like... I know I'm going to probably ruffle some feathers here, especially if certain people listen to this. And, you know, at this point, I don't... I don't want to say I don't care, but I think it needs to be said. It just seems like there's different types of people in this world. There's like alpha males, beta males, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. 
it seems like a lot of the industry are like beta individuals. Huh. You know? Yeah, I think so. And, um... Eh, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't want to throw anyone underneath the bus, especially because, um... One of my friends, I can't specify here because um, he or she will kill me. And <laughs> especially, you know, it would ruin her reputation, per se, especially for her admitting this to me. But he or she was hanging out with some artists and they, um, they were very deceiving to, her, to him or her. Uh, and it made it seem like they cared, but it was all about business and like a competition, you know. And it was like it didn't. I didn't feel right because it. it did, they told me that their relationships with most people in the industry were fake. Huh. And then I, you know, I thought about all of this, and I think about Dead Mouse. <laughs> and I'm like, he's been on a roll lately. But my man keeps it real, you know. Yeah. He's always been real. You know, no matter what. I mean, maybe, at least, you know, in public perception, he's been real. Maybe too real, you know? Or maybe yeah. We don't get to see that. I almost feel like he just kind of says and does whatever. And he, I feel like when he takes something personal is when he responds in kind of a bigger way and when he trolls people. Yeah, I mean, there's trolling. Like, we uh, the other night... Um, DJ Snake and Dylan Francis, and I forget who else, were asking Zed for Selena Gomez's number. Yeah, that was... That's, that's good trolling. Yeah. Um, it's funny. <laughs> it, it's harmless. They're joking around. You know, a little bit of teasing. You gotta have some teasing. Yeah, I think it's all in good fun. Dead Mouse, I think he kind of just skips the whole teasing part and goes straight for that I hate your fucking face kind of... But I think he means well because he's just calling oh, yeah. out the nonsense. He, he does. And like I he definitely does. was witnessing this nonsense. And I yeah. and I know these people, like some of them came up to me and acted like we've been boys forever. And I'm like, hey, like I'm just trying to be your friend. I'm not, you know, <laughs> not trying to go that far. Like I'll be, I'll be your friend. I'll go get drinks with you. But like I don't know you well to, you know, like say we're boys or whatever. Or even yeah. I'm more than willing to become that, you know. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to. Maybe I'm being very petty. I don't know. Um, I and then you see like stuff on like Twitter. This is this is the other the other day there was um, I think it was Crunkin, and Sound Remedy were were having a Twitter um, beef. Beef. Yeah, I think, I think I heard about this. This is stupid. Uh, first of all, why do it on Wasn't Twitter? it you that who was it you that tweeted like I'm sick of all these like babies calling each other out on Twitter like make a passive aggressive diss track? Yeah, no, no <laughs> that's not exactly how I wrote it. I was like, right, take I, a there, page from like hip hop and rap, yeah. you know, do an Eminem. I I uh, I screwed your girl type deal. Yeah, you know? there's. You know, even Dan Bilzerian goes straight up. I, I screwed your girl and took a picture of her. You know? Yeah. Why do you... Oh, you suck. You know, you're a big bitch, you know, on Twitter. What is that going to solve? It just makes you yeah. look like a, a shit, a little shit. That's what it seems like. In my opinion, I think it should be make a diss track. Because one, that would be so freaking cool to listen to. 
Maybe you lose a lot yeah. of respect, but at the same time, I think you lose more respect bitching on Twitter. Yeah, you know, you Twitter thumbs or Matt whatever. Zell late, you know, earlier this year when he, you know, went off on his whole Twitter thing. And I mean, I respected that, but I think it turned out a lot of people against him. I respect it, but I don't think it was handled properly. No, I don't think Twitter's the right. Twitter beefs are never handled properly. Yeah, look it's at a like freaking the dr- social look, media. Here's thing. the first like, best thing. I mean, I hate to use this, but like Meek Mill and Drake. Oh yeah. It started as like you know, hey, you know, Twitter thumbs, and all of a sudden we got diss tracks and some really good ones from Drake, not from Meek Mill. And I right. say that as a Philly guy. Um, yeah. But my point is, it's like, where is that? I mean, there's none of that in this industry because. I mean, I guess it's really hard too, because like you need vocals, but you can say like, I don't know, like you could use samples and like you something. You could just record your own voice saying their name, and then yeah, you know, I did a a piece on a track that a guy sampled a bunch of ducks like quacking, like when you know, like squeak toys. Yeah, he sampled that sound and like did a bunch of shit to it and turned it into this awesome tropical house track. So do something like that. Just sample your yeah. own voice, like. And just, just call them out. You yeah. blow, you blow dick or you have a, It you would know. be hilarious. Like it doesn't even have to be like an official thing. Just like a you know a couple minutes on SoundCloud yeah. and it would be hilarious. Exactly, exactly. Or you know straight up fight. You know a good good old you know fist fight. <laughs> good Never old brawl. Yeah, you know uh, most of the time what's going to happen is someone's got their ass beat. You know. Yeah, and the other person you know, goes to jail. Don't, yeah, but don't don't be like you know don't get all lawyered up and everything just you know put or even do it like in a boxing ring if, you know if you want you know that way should have fight it out and then get over it move on or I, just be an adult and move, move on, on. <laughs> yeah yeah like ah, block him okay cool he's coming at you it's just it's a silly you stupid you blocked him on twitter oh um, shit. yeah afrojack blocked me i'm a little upset about that but i don't because i don't really know what what the heck is happening in Missouri? I don't know. Oh. It's gonna snow here. Um. Anyway, yeah, just get over it. Yeah. <laughs> it just bothers me. So another thing I want to talk to you about. Um. I don't like. <laughs> it's more. It's more like I don't like. Uh, podcasts. Uh. There is um. There was an article that was put out by Thump. I, I like Thump. Thump is one of my favorite, besides us, because they do some actual good journalism. Yeah. About this uh, quote-unquote artist who became big solely because her marketing skills, and she admits that she's on a DJ or uh, artist or anything, really. She you know, took a couple weeks' worth of learning how to DJ and then like kind of did parties and boosted her name and didn't really do much besides take the top tracks off of tomorrow world's playlist mm-hmm. and uh that's about it are you gonna name drop or hint at no, it no 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 they're, they're oh, oh you mean the I artist? yeah because yeah because i don't know who uh, you're talking about yeah, yeah yeah uh it was called nutters nutters music you're gonna look this up aren't you yep yeah it's nothing it's just a girl no, or, I'm just curious. The article, I even tell the article because I don't mind sharing such good articles that aren't just ours. It, oh, here the we article go. Was by, I fooled the world into yeah. thinking I was a successful EDM DJ for an art project. Okay. She used art projects vaguely, you know, it was yeah. quote unquote art project, but the idea is still there. 
And like, if you go into it, she she got a ghost DJ. I mean, ghost producers because she realized that you know at some time she was becoming big, and she uses to make money. Uh huh. Clearly, she wasn't, and then she got a real job, and and at the very end, she advertises her buddy's website that just sucks. So, you know, but the whole idea of the concept was. It's kind of like what I guess what people argue Dimitri Vegas and like Mike are, but also a lot of other artists. Are they really real? Where do you define artists just because you're playing, uh, just because you're performing, playing at shows and everything? You know, what makes you, I guess, an artist? I mean, I guess that's a very subjective question at the same time, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's kind of sad that it worked, <laughs> to be honest. But it's, I mean, it really what it is, is I think it, it says a lot about what we're willing to accept as good enough. I mean, if somebody like this can show up in, in a couple weeks, you know, with smart marketing, which, you know, doesn't, I don't think takes all that much skill at least in terms of what people like, you know, with smart marketing and a couple weeks worth of crash courses that I'm sure you could learn on YouTube, you can be successful. That's, it's kind of sad. I mean, in terms of what people are willing to pay for that's kind of sad. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who think that they're better than that kind of thing, but really most people in this culture would pay for it. And it says a lot about what we're willing to accept in terms of this is music. This is music we'll listen to. No, here's a, here's where I'm. Is it the music or is it the industry that pays for these? Because I was trying to think back of you know other genres and everything else. You this is very hard to you know fake being a rock star, but I mean it was it happened. Yeah. Or I mean, uh, you look at pop artists that um, lip synced. Right. You know, uh, Ashley Simpson, I think, is the one I can remember perfectly. Uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper scenario at uh, the Super Bowl, even though they showed that it was because of, you know, timing. Um, but stuff like that, you know, I and if you read the article, it's more about, like, getting gigs and the promoters, and the promoters really just cared about more money and putting on names that people recognized. And to bring in the most people, and to bring in what brings in the most people, brings in the most money, and I guess it's quality or quantity over quality. Yeah, I mean it's a show, it's a performance, so it you know it depends on what you're gonna like. There's plenty of people that would be super happy with the sets from Tomorrowland, you know, and there there's a. After Ruby and I went and saw Porter on Halloween, we I was thinking about this while we were waiting around for Porter to come on stage and cause Sound Remedy, which which funny you talked about him earlier, but he his set was like the most garbage thing I've ever heard. And I can't imagine he'll listen to this, but I'm sorry it was. Like his transitions were awful and he stood up there, you know, pumping his fist because it's a college town. It's CU Boulder. They're it's a party school. They don't really care what they're listening to because it was all trap and top 40 hits and the crowds, the crowd loved it. And there was a couple of people in front of us and we were just like talking all together. Like, how is this music? And I was thinking to myself, like, you're up there, you're a performer, like you should innovate. You should try new things. Like 
branch out, I mean, the the crowd may not like it, but they're, you're going to know instantly whether or not it works. And so by picking the, like it says in this article, picking the best and easiest hits, it's easy and apparently it works. Oh, it clearly did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it, it's kind of sad that that's, it's I mean, that's picked. enough to be successful. There's, it, you know, it's almost, there's no talent anymore. I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, but like there is. Well, you, I mean, there definitely sit, is, I but I think that through. it's, right, you have to, you have to be picky. You have to know what sounds good. You have to dig deeper and find out, you know, if you had put your time and effort into understanding who Nutters was, you would realize they probably came out of nowhere and were pretty fake. And, you know, whereas other people like, um, you know, Cascade and Tiesto have been doing this forever. Some would even argue Tiesto, you know. Well, right. But I mean, you know, they put their time in, they know what they're doing and it's pretty clear. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, you know, it's like, it's, 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 they're musicians, but this is the easiest, uh, uh, genre. I get, I'm going to use genre as a collective, uh, niche. How about that? Oh, that sounds a lot better to, to fake to me. And it's, cause you, if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll clearly not hear it unless they're really bad. And I think of the time I went with uh, John, you know, John Lutchman. Yeah. To Elements. And he was like, yeah, this dude is real bad at DJing. Maybe not producing, but DJing at least. And he was like, listen to this part. And you got to. And some of it, like, I can understand, like, the average person wouldn't recognize. But, like, the moment he pointed it out, it kind of ruined it for me. It's like. Um, when you find like movie mistakes in a movie, it just ruins it for you. Yeah, I do that all the time with physics and science. Yeah, stuff. exactly. So you're watching a movie and 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 a science movie, and it's not right, and you know it's not right, and it just ruins the whole idea for you. Yeah. Oh, it completely does. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it was with the music, and I was like, man, like it sucks <laughs> well, i mean it does it it i mean but then then I, you know the other on the other hand it is some people aren't djs and more producers but need the money and do it for the money right Which i don't I mean, blame them because you got to pay your rent at the end of the day or your mortgage. yeah i mean there's both sides of it producers that can't really djs and djs that clearly cannot produce to save their life and we accept both as kind of this level playing field. I mean, we use DJs and producers almost interchangeably, which they shouldn't. Yeah, it's, it, it's so hard to. Right. Do. I mean, it shouldn't, it, they shouldn't be the same word, but they basically are. Yeah. I, mean, I know, I know when I talk about, you know, when I'm sure. asking questions in an interview, you know, I always ask the question, you know, what advice do you have for up and coming DJs slash producers? But I mean, there's a difference. Yeah. Uh, to produce moving to DJ and I know, and he's more of a DJ rather than, I mean he does produce so right. I, I mean there's there's no reason you can't do both yeah. it's um but uh he was just it just ruined it for me and then I was like you know DJs more than a you know person who plays music and mixes from one song to another fluidly but like you control the crowd you control how they feel 
Mm-hmm. You you can you can bring them up. You can drop them down. You can you can make them uh, womp. You can make them shuffle. Right. And that's when you can control the party, essentially with your two, your both your hands. I mean, yeah. That's what you know sets it apart. It's it's crazy though, because like you know, this person literally faked their way through it, and it's just. It's terrifying. I mean, it's not terrifying, but like it's. Well, I mean, it kind of is. It's. 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 It's very betraying. Well, and and I mean, it's not okay. It's obviously not the same thing, but it's almost like when people fake their medical credentials or they fake being who you know they fake degrees and stuff like that. Like, I mean, obviously, it's, it's entertainment, right? I mean, it. Yeah. It's obviously it's entertainment. It's not like they're in. You know. They're not directly in charge of someone's life if they fake the fact that they didn't go to medical school, but it almost feels like we're being cheated out of, you know, it's, we, I want a refund. Like this is bullshit. You know, they didn't. Especially, yeah. Especially when you hear an artist live and you're like, wow, this really freaking sucks. Yeah. And it, it taints it for you. You're like, God damn. Like, you know, you hear good music or whatever. And like, uh, and then like where, you know where do we draw because people just you know people like the show you know it's a show like you go to see steve aoki you, you kind of know what you're getting into yeah, you, you and i'm not taking away from his quality well and you can't like that's the thing is i know that people like shit on especially steve aoki but i mean it's more than that it's you know what you're getting I, into yeah, you, when I, you go to a show like kinda, that you can name them one after another you could on, and it's just like you know what you're getting it like if you want to go and you want to get cake thrown at you by all means go like i've been to a stevie Oki show i wanted to get caked so bad because it was it's you know it's an experience it's something to yeah. hey i got caked by stevie Oki. like it's kind of cool then, i mean like, it's not the coolest thing ever but when you go to a dev man i hate you let's show you let's do eric prids okay you go to his show you know you're gonna get something mind-blowing or like oh, a yeah. get real with claude von Sch- you know and and uh Crap, I can't even remember. Green Velvet. Green Velvet, thank you. Green Velvet. You know you're going to get, like, a freaking awesome show. And you're going to get artists that, like, will are purveyors of music. They look for new music. They look for the best and the biggest. And Well, it was like when we saw Porter on, it was the night before Halloween, he played a track by Oliver, who for a long time, because I first heard him back in March, I didn't think that he Oliver's was very two big. People. Okay, Oliver is two people. There you go. I didn't know that. But Porter played an Oliver track, and I was just like, he knows that? Like, holy shit, like, that is awesome. He, like, went out, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, and Oliver's not that underground, but it felt like it. And so for him to play an Oliver track, especially one that I knew, it was just like, oh, okay, well, clearly Porter, you know, goes out and listens to music that's, you know, not just popular. He listens to all things that he's interested in. Yeah, and I think that's where us as a blog, I mean, I hate to put, put this on us because it means more work for us. But actually, I listen to every song that comes into us. I, I uh, per, uh, premium or priority music, not pri- I listen to all of it. Now, Tim does a good job of putting it together. Uh, he does it weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get some really good music that like, people never heard and you know we we as a blog are supposed to be the ones purveying for people who never heard 
you know, the music or never heard right. of such so so and so name. And I know it's hard because like, you know, we there's so much of it and, well, and, and so many big you know, names like... and the big names tend to reach out the easiest and you know, you do it for the views and you do it for, there's so many things that. Well, I mean, you have to cover mainstream music because that's what most people listen to. But when people, you know, I mean, I have a few friends that I've made that, you know, from them submitting music and then you'll, you know, they'll tweet you and then you throw, you know, send them my way. And like, I think a good example is like Delta house. I'm, they, yeah. we've built a relationship with them. And so whenever they have something new, only because I'm talking to them on my phone, but you know, when Eli sends me something, I'm going to listen to it because it's, you know, I know that it's not going to be super popular. It's not going to be something that everyone likes, but it's something that and I know. want to share it. Yeah. It's something that, Hey, I can do my part and help them get out there. I'm going to do it. Like I just had last week, a kid that I've known since maybe middle school, his name's Andrew. He lives in Colorado, but I knew I've known he'd make, he's make made music for a couple of years and he finally reached out to me on Facebook and it was like, can you like post this on the website? And I was like, of course, like, I know who you are. I know your music, you know, I, I'm happy to post it. And if nobody says anything to him, I don't think he'll care. But, you know, the fact that we're sharing any music from people that aren't known, I think is great. And it's it, like you said, it's kind of our duty to do that. Yeah. And it's not just our duty to share uh, who's having Twitter wars with each other. <laughs> right even though it's kind of fun to it's kind of fun to talk <laughs> about don't get me wrong it's it's not fun to like put it in a journalistic perspective because i mean that's what blogs are like the a and r they're like the people who research for they, i mean like, they're it's a great place to learn about new music i mean especially not, if not follow... by, yeah not by just the same artists you listen to but right. other artists and explore outside your realm of comfort your your realm of comfort yeah to try new things and new artists and make and create new fans and i feel like that's lost i i think it is i think it's something that and i mean we're not we're sort of guilty but that's not we we try our best well and we do i mean we get a lot of submissions and yeah there's like 200 and something and on my computer i have like 60 songs right we we try and get to them i mean we really do tim does a great job I mean, there's like, what, at least 10 or 15 songs every week that he posts. We get at least like five or six a day. Yeah. Um, at if least. not more. Yeah. And I mean, you and I and both. I, and I know it. like bigger sites get way more. And, yeah, so, I, yeah. They, but they, you know, as far as I know, they, the bigger sites don't seem to post them as much. I mean, they do, but. If you pay for it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> your EDM, I've never seen post, but I know EDM. Uh, no, if you, if, if you pay for it. <laughs> well, I know EDM.com. Paid. I don't know oh, if they're yeah. paid. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Vice did it. Vice exp- exploited that. Or not exploited it. Exp- uh, oh, exposed, exposed it. it. Yeah, I saw that thing on that article. Yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's something, I mean, and if then, you're going to submit a song, you're putting yourself out there. And I think that it's, we have the responsibility as journalists to at least listen. I mean, if, if I don't like, a, if I really don't like a song, I probably am not going to post it. I mean, that's, what, that's how at least it should be. Or rather... I don't think we should. There's reason to trash it. No, I do mean, that to someone. There's improvements it, it maybe, to every song, but see, I wish I could explain because I don't. I mean, as a fan, that's how I credit it. Is I wish I can give constructive criticism to everybody, but like I don't. You know, I mean, I don't have the knowledge to be yeah. able to. I would need like someone like uh, Nate 
to just yeah. drop some knowledge. Or... Yeah. And I mean, little things like, and I know at least from my experience when, you know, talking to either Delta house or a couple other people, since I have a little production knowledge, I don't necessarily give, you know, constructive criticism, but I notice things about songs like, Oh, this, you know, these pads really work well here. And I, you know, I, I'm really in no place to say what sounds good and what doesn't, but cause it's to each their own. But you know, if I know what you're doing in a song, I'll happily point it out because I think it's important. Cause yeah. some of, the, I think some of it gets lost of, you know, a lot of people think you just press a button and all this music is just made. And it's, you know, there's a ton of people who know that it's not that way. And there's still a lot of people that don't care that it, that's how it could be. It might not be, it doesn't matter to them as long as it just keeps coming out. And I think it comes back to like when, you know, the fake artists or not. Yeah. She had a team of one person, but at least a right. team she created, she did all these things that marketed herself at the same time. It's what, what do you want to achieve? I think that's what, you know, people have to realize at least the artists and even anyone in general, whatever you want to do is what do you want to achieve in, with what you're doing, where is this going? Kind of have like a plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from there, you know, that's what you got to do. And it's hard because like nowadays you have to be your own social media person. You have to be your graphic designer. You have to be, you have to know search engine optimization. You or have you to, have to pay for it to be done. Yeah, you have to pay for it to be done to get a team around you. And if at that point, I think people should in the sense that if you're willing to pay, I mean, not, to pay blogs or folk, but even actually the idea is there if you get a team and you're willing to put yourself with a team that means you're making taking yourself a little bit more highly and you're committed it shows that you you know that or you're kind of lying to everybody but like you know but you know i mean you're not you're not really though i mean you need to i think you know it takes a village to to make someone successful. It's, it's really hard in this day and age to be completely successful on your own without anyone else's help. So, you know, if you're getting help with your social media, because that's not where, you know, it's hard to promote yourself and learn how to, you know, optimize who's finding your music on SoundCloud. It's hard to do all that. How are you going to do it? And right. Especially if you want to focus on making good music, it's hard to find, you know, to be able to do everything yourself. And so having a team around you, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's no, 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 not at all. And I think if it's you're just, willing it's to put in the effort and you're willing to put in the time and you're willing to dedicate yourself and become make it real. Uh, here's an example: I watch enough Shark Tank to you know call myself an expert, like Mark Cuban does. Mm -hmm. He says, if to people, he doesn't believe in the people who have a full time job and are doing their sh their pitch. You know, he right. wants the person sleeping on the couch giving it their all, putting everything they got to it because they believe in the product. Like, they should believe in their music. I'm not saying they should be homeless or whatever. Actually, my friend Ariel, Quali Attic, is homeless. Uh, she might not call herself homeless, but she's homeless. She's been couch surfing in New York since May, which I think six months can qualify. I would say it definitely does. But my point is, she believes in her music 100% enough that she has no job She's literally relying on other people to make it in the industry. When And I think the biggest thing is you can tell the dedicate, you know, you can tell the dedication between people that, like you said, couch surf for six months trying to make it and the people, you know, like this art project where they just show up one day and they have it. 
you can tell the difference is pretty obvious if you if you're looking for it. And like you said with Shark Tank, you know, if you're if you believe in a product, you I mean it it just I have shows. To, you there's have to at least know it's good and have other there's, people. There's I mean, it. there's passion. You have to be able to sell it and you have to know yeah. that it has flaws and that it works for some people, not everybody. It's just there's a passion that comes through not only your voice but your mannerisms. And, you know, if you're talking about music, it comes through the music and it's really obvious. And while I don't necessarily agree on her path, <laughs> I, would, I would do it differently because I, I couldn't even imagine being homeless for six months, man. I needed a nice bed and a shower every day. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I, like I, I told her, I was like, I don't necessarily agree with you. I said, I 100% respect and understand where you're coming from and I really wish I can help you know try and achieve what you're doing and she does her graphic design she she does her producing she does her live show and she does her own vocals she does it all she's a one-stop shop and she now needs to learn DJing because she's she's she got uh, accepted to a festival and she has to DJ so I told her there's nothing wrong with that I go look at like artists like Porter Robinson who does live shows as well as DJs I go, right. you got to be open to the idea. And I, and she's still trying to figure out who she is and what she's about and what her quality attic is about, you know. So, you know, I, I don't know. And then what bothers me, and this is a little transition, there was a video out today, and I want to get it by the right person. A few days ago. It is, um, this is a YouTube channel called In A Nutshell. Right, and they essentially explain to you what everything is. They're the people who break down anything. They 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 did videos on like what is light, what is addiction, but they recently did a video uh, today. Uh, it's called "How Facebook Is Stealing Billions of Views," and it is about how people put up YouTube vid or put videos on Facebook for views, uh, taking advantage of the system of Facebook. I don't know if you realize this. You know those videos. It's like, uh, I hate it when Bay is doing this, and it's like a something stupid YouTube video. Mm -hmm. But they put like a caption with it, and they make it theirs. They're stealing from people essentially. Right. It's saying that you know this is awful. But then I was kept thinking, you know, what if someone stole a song? How would people feel? I you mean, know? they go nuts over. Yeah, it they go it freaking happens. nuts. You know, you, you, you hear it explode, but then, but videos are accepted. So then I started looking on my Facebook and I was like, okay, let's see how right these guys are. This guy posted that he goes, Tyrese Gibson posted his video. It got 81 million views. His original only got 3 million. Huh. 81 million views. Now it's a little different how they deter determine what to view on Facebook rather than what to view on YouTube. But my point is, I started seeing all these artists doing it. I seen blogs doing it. I seen everybody doing it. Yeah. And then I was like, this is stealing. This is stealing content without giving credit where credit is due. And I was like, this is a little oxymoronic. And very hypocritical. That these artists plead that they do their own stuff hate against artists that steal or repeat or whatever and yet they do it with videos yeah i mean it's and it's I a fine it, line i see it every day they take like fresh prince of bel-air and they'll throw music over it 
or they'll, but that, I mean, I understand, you know, uh, attribute, you know, um, when you're yeah, attributing it and like you're re- make, like a remix, I get that, especially if you make it. But like some of these people are just taking videos and putting captions over it and calling it their own. And they're using it to gain viewers. Uh, it just, uh, it just bothers me. Yeah, it's it's tough. So I don't, uh, I don't, how do you, you know, it seems very hypocritical that, and this is how people get their views nowadays, you know? And I remember having this conversation, I think it was with Boomslang, where he used memes to build up his Facebook, whereas people were arguing about the reach on Facebook, and I was explaining how it takes, I was explaining to, it was a couple other people, I think it was, I don't want to say because I don't really remember exactly who it was. But I was explaining how it takes things. If you don't want to pay on Facebook for your your post to go anywhere, you have to make it viral, and mm-hmm. to make it viral, you have to follow you know different things. And I was just like, man, like, mean. I get it if you make your own, but if you don't, if you t- take these and you're essentially stealing without giving credit, you're not you're not recognizing the original person who made it. I can understand if they put like, oh, here's another one. Uh, I hate to switch. Um, the fat Jew, you've heard of him, yeah, and how he was stealing Instagram, and he was claiming that he's an aggregate, you know, he is not uh, a com- he's a comedian in the sense that, you know, he just kind of shows the the obvious, but he's an aggregate and he wasn't um, attributing all his videos. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, it's. It's tough. It's I mean, in this day and age, it's a, there's a fine line, and it, you know, we all have our own. I don't even think there's a fine. I think it's just a, a lot of gray. Yeah, there's I, no black and white. It's just all gray. Yeah, and there's. I mean, there's people, clearly stealing. There's not really much else. <laughs> Beyond that, it's you know, how do we know anything is original anymore? Which is sad, but it's the truth. I mean, with just so much, especially music around. Yeah, uh, music, videos, photos, you name it. Yep. Stealing article. I mean, it's crazy, you know. And the internet is just a free for all. And I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't think I wouldn't change it for anything. I also believe in remixing things. And there was that one guy. I forgot his name. He made. Um, he he took pictures from Instagram and put them on in an art gallery. <laughs> I was selling them for like millions, and one of the pictures was from like that porn site Suicide Girls or like their softcore or whatever. Oh right. And they put out the picture for like ninety nine cents, and they go, "You can have it for the same price." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or uh, the Drake music video is apparently some art thing, and and the the guy didn't care because it made him money, you know. So it's there's there's positives and negatives to all of this, and there's just. I don't know. This is this has been bugging me. This is a, a very negative podcast this week. Uh, eh, I mean, it's there, it's hard. Tr- it's harsh truths week. Yeah, it, yeah. It's 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 all fun and games, and you know, and I, I think it comes down to people do this for a business or whatever, and it's yeah, you, you know, taking out people's pockets or something. I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I guess it's like it. 
Because if you take a YouTube video and, and make it on your own and put it on Facebook, you're taking views away that would actually go to the original YouTube video. Yeah. And while that doesn't seem like a big deal, people use YouTube as their livelihood. There's a lot of people who are professional YouTubers who make content and rely on that Google AdSense. Right. And so if they're never going to see the original or they never actually watch the original, there goes money up the, you know. I don't know. I don't know anymore, Nick. I don't know. I, I got real deep. That was my deepness. Do we have anything else we can talk about that's like less deep? Mm, I mean, I'm pretty excited for Andrew Bayer. Ruby was talking today is the three-year anniversary of group therapy. Today, really? Yeah, today was, today three years ago was when the first Above and Beyond group therapy was debuted. We listened to part of it earlier. The original or the, the today's? Uh, no, the original. It how, was, how was listening to a three-year-old music-wise? Uh, it's different. Above and Beyond was a lot different then. In what way? Um, not as, like, I don't think soulful is the right word. I think it's, it wasn't as emotional. It was a little more, like, progressive trance. A little more, like, energetic. Whereas, at least with their last album, We're All We Need, it was more, not somber, but it was kind of just slower and more emotional they, found, they kind of found themselves yeah i mean you know it's two sides of the same coin there it's who they are it was who they you know what kind of music they made three years ago alchemy is in there i'm trying to think uh sun and moon might have been we didn't hear it though we only listened to like maybe half an hour 45 minutes of it and it's two hours so i'm not sure what else there was it mm. was good though i mean it's interesting to hear music released three years ago and think of it reminds me Oh, this is probably a terrible transition to people. Uh, <laughs> Breathe Carolina used to be a pop punk band, I believe. Mm -hmm. They now do electronic dance music. Yep. I used to like Breathe Carolina, too. They were doing Warp Tour, and now they're doing clubs. I don't know. It's weird. And my uh, little brother in my fraternity is a pop punk person. And then he started listening to the new music of Breathe Carolina, and now he's into electronic dance music. I don't know if he still does. I haven't seen him in, in over a year. Uh, but it's really interesting. It's, it's, the transition is interesting. People evolve. It's the thing. People evolve. And maybe and they, they evolve it, for the right or wrong reason. And I'm, that's one of the things that I, I've been trying to write this editorial, and I haven't really sat down to do it. But, like, you know, involving Porter's show and you know, innovation and all that and music. And I think that as much as I love Tiesto's music from 10 years ago, and I just, Ruby and I were talking about this too. It's just people evolve, music changes, times change. Her, we were talking about Dead Mouse's track Strobe, and she was like, he'll never make another song like that. And I was like, do you mean like sound wise? Because he knows him, you know, his music sounds like that still. But she was talking about no, like how it's like when you think of Dead Mouse, you know Strobe, like that is his song, and she was kind of referencing the fact that because there is just so much music now, and because it kind of just all gets thrown together, and yeah, there's stuff that's better, but like a Daijo for strings, Traffic, you know, mm -hmm. older Daft Punk songs like Strobe, just there will never be songs that stand out quite like those and i think so you, you know i think she's right 
That is like the classic rock of electronic dancers. Well, I mean, it kind of is. Wouldn't you say? That lasts the test of time. Wouldn't you say? You know, like you can think of a couple like ACDC songs or Rolling Stone songs. No, you're right. You're right. Start me out. Right. And I think it's, you know, Back in Black. Black. It's Back in Black, Thunderstruck. It's um, they're timeless songs. Highway to Hell, man, you can think of it all. Right. And they're timeless songs. And then if you think about it, there's some bands that they still make music. And I couldn't even begin to name a couple of the songs they've made. Now, this is going to get weird. Would you consider like animals? (laughs) (laughs) Or like levels or romance? I think I would as much as, I mean, I don't mind animals and I don't mind levels either, you know, and social media loves to hate on both of them, but but I think think they really are. They are really timeless tracks. Oddly enough, like selfie helped boost the chain smokers career. Well, and I mean, I don't know if selfies necessarily up there, but when you think, no, I'm not saying quality of music, but think of this chain smokers weren't, they have almost a complete sold out tour. And when I saw them, not many people knew who they were. They had, you know, team shirts, you know, team Drew shirt, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was similar to like Twilight and that's what they're going with. No one really knew who they were that, you know, wasn't as big. Right. And it's weird because people hate against, and I hate to use this, people hate against that Zac Efron movie where it says one song makes an artist, but. It can. I don't think it it necessarily has to, but I think it can. I think it's happening. I mean, we could definitely name artists that don't. I, I mean, we. I'm not saying that their own accord wouldn't have gotten to where they were, but it, you know, it kind of it's like a boost. Well, and like, I mean, in ten years, are we gonna? You're gonna say, who's Martin Garrix? Oh, he made Animals. I mean, it's just that's the way it is, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. In I think it's just it's part of the way it works now. You know, Tiesto. Maybe in ten years, you think of Red Lights or whatever song he just, the one he made about drinking shit. I can't even think of the name of it. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what people in 10 years go. That's a Tiesto song. Whereas we go, Oh, traffic. Or, I mean, that's my favorite Tiesto song or, you know, a Daijo for strings or bright morning star. Those, those are the tracks. Ghosts and stuff. Right. Those are the tracks that I think of when you say dead mouse, I could name off 15 songs. The first one I would probably say is strobe or, Or Ghosts and Stuff, or, you know, at least now, The Velt. Or he has some tracks off of that while one is less than two that I yeah, absolutely Pink love. Racer. I, that's my favorite. The name, yeah. of the, the name of that song will never be taken. Like, that is the I... coolest name ever. Infra Turbo Pig Cart Racer. Yeah. That is my favorite name of all time for a song. And I, I, I think it's, you know, it's just the way that music is that you're going to remember certain songs by certain artists and they will stand the test of time no matter what else they make. Did you read the, um, the chat recently? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this, this is a little odd. And I know you're no, not going to laugh haven't. in the sunset. Gerald. Gerald wrote, <laughs> whoa. And it, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> wrote, it's the kind of day where you listen to a song, realize it's old, and go where 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 was I when you know? I that's I think fair. There's some songs and, that and that drives me nuts. Well, it's cra- I mean it's crazy to think about. Like there's some music like whenever I hear Eiffel 65, just there's the memories that I get of listening to that. Just that's all I like. I I've, I've heard it many places. In middle school, saying is it I'm blue or is it I'm green? 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, is I mean, it it's... blue or green? It's <laughs> just such a... There's songs like that that you think of and you know where you were the first time you heard it. And, yeah. you know, I think Above and Beyond does a really good job of making those emotional connections. But I think, you know, like Strobe, that's a song that it's so overwhelming in the sense that it's so... I, I mean, I think it's a powerful song. It nece doesn't necessarily have a message to it, but it is so, it, you know, it's such classic Dead Mouse that you know where you were the first time you heard it, or it brings back specific memories. Yeah, I was trying to download music off a of Napster. Right? I think the first time I heard Strobe, I told my brother to like shut that shit off. Like I couldn't stand listening to Dead Mouse anymore. And <laughs> I, I swear, you can ask him. I had to take him to see dead mouse and excision at red rocks and i like on the way home he was playing it and i was like not, six years ago six years ago no it's after no i'm thinking tiesta sorry oh yeah um, and i was Strobe just like michael turn be... that shit off well i mean that's not the first time i heard it but it was just like i can't stand to listen to this anymore like turn that shit off michael and yeah, now i, I still understand. haven't seen dead mouse in four years i still haven't seen him really mm -mm. and no. he'll he'll be here at decadence and i'm not going to be here where are you going? Texas. Uh, you're, you're, you're really screwing up here with this technology <laughs> thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just, I mean, it's like like you said, it's crazy to think about. And sometimes when you think too hard, it like hurts your brain. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you're right. It's those songs that just make a lasting impression. They do. And they make, I think, a lasting impression on the industry. Yeah. There, because there's no way electronic are, music would be where it is without Tiesto I, and the mouth of Joel. I, I'll, I'll even say, I've said this before, David Guetta. As much as we all love to hate on him, he is my my, my man made. He helped make. He did. Popular in 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 the U.S. Well, I mean, he made it accessible. Sexy bitch. Yep. Memories. I think it's because you know he brought in like American rappers and that helped yeah i mean you have to make it accessible across the pond because the European, the europeans are way. 10 years ahead of all of us i don't i don't i mean i would say in mainstream yes I would well, yeah that. i'm talking in music in music wise i mean at this point the internet exists so that you know true but i their culture is different though oh yeah and that's well, something that the internet can't well fix. that's what that's what vegas is trying to do or you know, know. San Diego, you know, these major cities. I've got a couple emails about Secret Solstice, which is a festival on a glacier. Yeah, we and talked I really, about that. I really, really want to go. And it takes place the same weekend as EDC next year, so I'll be potentially going to Iceland instead of Vegas. I would do it in a heartbeat. Wouldn't even question it. Oh, I mean, I've been is, to Vegas two years in a row. And while aren't they so the ones that are also like the $100,000 tickets? Yeah, that's what it... Yeah, yeah. For a spe, it was like a special experience, but yeah. Flaring out and everything. Yeah. It'd still, I'd still be worth $100,000. I could think of a lot of things to buy with $100,000, but bucket list. Oh, absolutely. So I may try to make that happen next summer. I'm glad we ended on this higher note <laughs> uh besides that you know i haven't been to a show in forever i mean we went to porter but that was it i oh well i mean the network i did see baywatch and chop of the dunks and um prince fox prince fox and 
Father Dude, check him out. Dude, dude has, dude has vocals like I've never heard, like I've never seen person really that up close and witnessed and you know that sort of thing. You're like, what? I mean, I've heard of his music once or twice, but never really you know looked into it too much. And I'm guilty because I mean, there's so much music, but dude, dude got a new fan when I saw that happen. <laughs> his well, pipes, man. Oh, I was with thing. my friend who doesn't really appreciate the music. He was actually with me at Elements. John met him. He really can't appreciate the music. He was astonished by this dude's pipes. Hmm. That's yeah. cool. I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know if you knew about this. I had an interview on Monday morning, um, a phone interview with, uh, <clears throat> her name is Natalie Cressman. Oh, uh, that's what you sent me. I got to upload that. Oh, right. Um, sitting she, in my one of these. And I, like, I was and I hope they listen to this podcast because I'm going to write about it too. When she first sent me the email, it talks about how Natalie plays the trombone and she was in a jazz band. And I was like, how does this, like, why would you send this to me? Like, it's pretty clear what kind of music we like handle. And so I was like going into this interview, like, what did I sign myself up for? Like I heard, you gotta be careful. We've had these issues. No. And like, (laughs) and so we were talking and she kind of went on that. She talked about how, her, you know, her sound has changed and it's become a little more electronic. And I was like, there it is. And so I went and listened to, she sent me, um, a version of one of her tracks that are coming out later this week. It's called traces and it's really good. She did a cover of the Hills by the weekend. And if she comes to Colorado, I will definitely go see her, her Midwest tour in like the next week or so isn't going to be here, but it's one of those things like you hear it and you're just like, yep, I'm a fan. Just no doubt in my mind, I'm a fan. Like, that is awesome. So that's my shout-out to Natalie. It was cool talking to her. I can't wait to write about it. It's, yeah. Like, playing the trombone, like, (laughs) and I was, like, I kind of was just, like, astounded. Like, we've heard plenty of live, you know, instruments, and Big G and Grizz are famous for the saxophone, but the trombone? Like, oh, the trombone? It was cool. That's what I'm trying to get my buddy into. My buddy plays a saxophone and he's really good. He has a music major and you know, something like that. And he has um he has a band called the Second Side, so if you guys want to check that out, it's not electronic dance music whatsoever. But I might as well give him a shout out and see my buddy. <laughs> um I've been trying to get him to, I sure I played from Grizz that summer. Mm-hmm. Endless or not the it's like whatever his his last uh, mixtape was, that volume one uh, oh, like the sounds of summer, I think. Yeah, the sounds of summer. Yeah. I just want to make sure I get it right. Uh, what is it called? Ch- Chasing the Golden Hour, Part One. Okay. Well, oh yeah. Okay. okay. I know which one you're talking. But he played. Yeah, he had Summer of '97 in there. That's why. Mm-hmm. I, I love that summer. track. Yeah. So I started. I was like, I was like, listen. I was like, listen, Hef, because his name is Evan Heffron. I was like, look, listen, half, uh, check out this track. I know, don't look. This is not that club music. I'm uh, look. I'm just trying to get you into a different type of music. And I started playing for, Grizz for him, and his eyes widened, and he got really. He was like, "Wow, this stuff is good," and I was like, "Yeah, man, this is what I've been trying to get you to make. We'll become famous." Because <laughs> he, he do produ- He does great production with his band. I think they all together, you know, could do something electronic and it would take off like no other and they'd be perfect for shows rather than like clubs. And uh, we haven't really gone anywhere with it, but, you know. 
Hey, I you think, never know. Yeah. Um, they're the kind of guys that sit, that used to, you know, some of his bandmates would work in record stores and be very, um, they're, they were music snobs. They were very, very particular on their music. <laughs> and he was, he's wicked smart. He, I mean, like you said, he has a music major, so he, he clearly knows music theory and music um, history, and he loves, like, Bob Dylan, and he loves, like, he'll talk, you know, talk about jazz artists with you, and he, I mean, he truly knows his stuff. I wish, like, I could pretend that uh, I know my stuff. I talked to a girl on Tinder, and she had a degree in music, and I was like, great, I can't even talk to her about music, which is my thing now. <laughs> I got to pretend that I don't like, you know, whatever, but she's dropping, like, indie bands on me. As I've, I've only heard of, like, one of, like, all the seven or eight to ten she named. Anyway, long story short, I really think that artists like them should should try electronic. I would love to hear, you know, I like the idea of like you know infected mushroom and uh, grids and big check just with actual instruments. Brills does it, right? You know, you know that'd be so freaking neat to me. Yeah, and to see what they can come up with and what they can do, and they'll probably break their own, you know, abilities in the sense that they can go bigger and better and they try different things and achieve cooler stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be you know trap music or it doesn't have to be electro house or whatever they can just do whatever break walls innovate yeah i need to write that editorial that's on my to-do list this week my to-do list is knock down these 61 yeah what happened to that being done on monday okay when you get to 12 and then you kind of fall asleep at your keyboard (laughs) hey i knocked out most of my emails i still have to do the voodoo and freaky deaky stuff yeah you gotta get that well, like tomorrow. I, get I know. Emails. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. If um, Ruby's asleep, I'll do it end, right now. <laughs> now, um, God, I read this was such a. We gotta work on getting these more weekly basis. I'll be around next week. Yeah, it's kind of you know it's very difficult for where I'm sitting, but yeah, no, this was great. Let's get let's get a little bit more positive next week. Yeah. Um, well, we'll have the Andrew Bayer. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. God, I'm really jealous. I want to go to a trans show. I don't even know where there would be a one around here. Maybe Philly. probably New York. Philly, Maybe Philly, Philly. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's such a pain in the ass to go up there. I become a foodie for everyone who wants to know. I just want to tell everybody I'm quitting. Yeah, we see all your posts on my Facebook. joke. My joke is I, I'm quitting electronic dance music to go to foodie business. Actually, I'm starting a foodie. Well, I'm I'm helping create a foodie blog for a friend. That's why I'm becoming a foodie. Also, eating with Herrick is really expensive. Yeah, it's worth it. But yeah. Anyway, um, we'll talk next week. Everyone should follow us on Facebook. We have two contests right now. If you live in Chicago, we're giving away tickets to the Chainsmokers. So if you hear this, this is probably, the contest is already over. So, sucks to suck. <laughs> uh, and uh, the other contest is... What's the other contest? Reaction NY. Oh yeah. Eve. You got to go see Dead Mouse and and churches and run the jewels and Skrillex and hopefully they won't fight. Green Velvet's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, get real. So it's Green Velvet and Claude Von Struck. Me get real. Oh, I'm so excited for Jimmy Get Jones. Real. My God, people are really, really lucky in New York or in uh, Chicago, Illinois. 
Yeah. Chicago's Rose Mine or Ro- Rose Mine, but that's for all our uh, Chicago people. I don't know when I'm going to end that contest. Whenever uh, React tells me to, because they're the ones who uh, sponsor us. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Mm-hmm. Look for like, my editorial soon this year. This year. Yeah, this week. Because I will do it, I swear. Like us on Facebook. We're not going to post that stolen shit. Yeah. If we no. make any, if it's anything, I make it or someone else makes it and they let us use it. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, like us on, or follow our SoundCloud. People ask me if we have SoundCloud. Yes, you we do. Have SoundCloud. Uh, I I repost everything you post onto the onto the blog. So if you missed anything, just check it out there. I think people would like to say I have great taste in music. No, I just like sharing everything I post. So everything I post is good. <laughs> Because we don't post it if we don't like it. Yeah, you know, and we'll try to give constructive criticism based on what I don't know. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) try. We'll leave that to the professionals. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, maybe next week we'll bring on somebody. Maybe Janet will come back. I don't know where she is. Where in the world is is Janet Krupen? And you didn't see her? Oh, yeah, here's this, this. Real quick. Was in New York for two days, Wednesday and Thursday last week. On Thursday, I had zero plans besides a dinner with my friend Carly about the foodie thing. I texted Janet, hey, are you in New York? Because at one point she was in Chicago. I have no idea where she is. She goes, yes. She goes, she's busy. I go, here, how about this? Text me when you're done. I am 100% free. Uh, I, have, I don't care what time I go home because um, I'm going to go home whenever I want. I ended up actually leaving 2 o'clock in the morning. So that really shows I didn't care what time I went home. Clearly. Um, why did I go home? Oh, I was at a bar. And Naturally. I had to get my neck for that. Um, but she never texted me back. I should have texted her. I'm guilty of that. But I didn't want to interrupt her being busy. So That's that. We miss her. We're trying to get her back. We text her every uh, other day, essentially. And then we'll, we'll get her back. Yep. Everybody's looking forward to it. And maybe we'll get Ruby if she's not passed out. She's asleep. Um, well, now she is, clearly. I know. Um, but maybe we'll get her. And maybe we'll get some family. Everybody likes the family. We'll get a big sure. party on here. We'll get Ryan and Nate, and then we can talk about how we kick ass at Slayer, which oh. we need to do. Yeah, Nate's actually pretty good. I like SWAT, but that's just me. Yeah, because you don't like no shield, you big bum. Well... I played Warzone. Anyway, that's that's another story, another podcast, another blog, another whatever. Uh, We're out.